Today's chat is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com FFC. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, this is a great alternative for keeping up with the monthly Focus Fire book club. Welcome to Focus Fire Chat. Explore together. Welcome back for the 19th installment of our Extra Lore series, recorded live on October 4th, 2017, over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Big shout out to the live chat here. Thank you so much for spending your evening with us. Our topic for this chat is going to be an introductory, I'm going to emphasize that one more time, introductory look into the DC Universe. Uh, This is your host, Blue Crew 86 Justin had to take the night off due to another change in his schedule. Uh, We're hoping that he's going to be able to flex everything out for this weekend, so be sure to send him some snack love over on Twitter, at JustinSane0516. And uh, Mel is actually in the middle of the whirlwind of preparation for, I believe it's SnafuCon uh, out in, uh, I think it's Las, Las Vegas, I think. Uh, but she is, she's in the middle of all that insanity. So be sure to let her know that we miss her over on Twitter at the wind of the stars. And then we also have our resident Gunter extraordinaire, green eyed music lover green. I, uh, I'm hoping you're ready for the shenanigans tonight. What are your thoughts? introduction (laughs) like seriously guys i listen to another podcast that talks about comic books and they do two-hour episodes on each character man only two hours oh god well okay they do a really really emphasis on the oh god Uh yeah so i i'm doing good um excited because actually my mom and sister are coming into town this weekend and so we're switching rooms my office is going to be our bedroom this weekend and they're going to stay in our our nice big room on our nice big bed and i'm going to have to sleep on a really small bed that sounds about right for family visiting Uh uh-huh but at least i'll be able to still be on the stream friday night so i'll be able to hang out with you guys and talk about the traveler and the light and like I'm excited about this weekend's episode. <laughs> this episode I'm kind of excited about, but I've been mostly scared all day. <laughs> all day. There's nothing to be afraid of. Um, introduction. <laughs> I, love, I love how all of us are like, introduction. So, <laughs> of course, for these topics, we always want to make sure we have someone who is well-versed in the lore of what we're discussing. So with that being said... I want to welcome back one of one of our community managers, I can say that now, and a returning guest co-host, Damo. Damo, how's everything going for you tonight? Fantastic and excited to be here. And you, <laughs> how about letting us uh, letting people know where they can find you and, and just kind of like what got you into DC? Um, uh, you can find me on Twitter at DamoL and definitely in the Focus Fire chat room. Uh, it was weird. I actually, like, I was always kind of a batman animated style fan um i'm surprised uh, from you i'm surprised to earn that from you but i'm proud of you Um, for admitting that 
I think that's, that's a wonderful answer. That is an don't amazing well, answer. So, no, don't get me wrong. That's, that's part an, of it. That's an amazing but that's answer. That's the only thing I liked about DC, and I actually <laughs> thought I hated the rest of it. Um, <laughs> and then funny. I was kind of depressed in my like mid twenties, and a friend of mine insisted that we go see Superman Returns, and uh, it just changed my life. Like I was like, oh, I, I get it now. Okay, I see what this is about. Um, and so it's been a love affair ever since then. Nice. Like it. I like it. Well, let's run through the intro real quick and then, uh, we'll, we'll jump right into the introductory look at DC. Before we start off the chat, I do have a few housekeeping notes. In our last extra lore episode, we discussed the final fantasy series. If you missed that and have any interest in hearing our thoughts, please be sure to check out the new www.focusfirechat.com for archives of all previous chats, links to the other aspects of Focus Fire Chat out in the internet, and a growing collection of community articles. If you don't mind, please give us some feedback on iTunes to let us know how we're doing, as well as helping us continue to grow. As many of you already know, Focus Fire Chat is a cross-community gathering where the intent is to offer a week-long in-depth view of a particular subject from within the lore of Destiny and other games. With the Extra Lore series, we delve into a game series other than Destiny for a full month, giving a group a chance to get a feel for the other games or content that our community loves to play. We try to stream a recap of this month-long conversation in the first week of each month. Please be sure to give, also give some support to the other podcasts in the Guardian Radio Network, found at theguardiansofdestiny.com. These include Guardian Radio, the first and longest-running Destiny podcast on the net, Guardian 1, Ghost and Echoes, which also has the Destiny audio grimoire from Destiny 1, and the network's newest edition, a non-Destiny-focused podcast, Paragon Radio. Our next extra lore is going to be a discussion on the lore of the Marvel Universe. So be sure to jump into the Discord server and weigh in on that conversation. With all that being said, Damo, where do you think the best place to start is when looking for a really, really basic understanding of the DC universe? Um, well, we could start with how it was formed. Um, it's always a good place uh, to start, the beginning. Yeah, it started kind of in 1934 with a, a gentleman who got into the publishing business um, and eventually sort of kind of floundered his way. He had some successes and some some setbacks, but he eventually published uh, uh, Detective Comics, which was the origin for DC. Um, eventually that uh, evolved into Adventure Comics um, and then started to focus more on superheroes. Uh, the, uh, I think it was like 1935 when Schuster and Siegel... Uh, started working for them. So and it's so, been, it's been around. So DC and I think we were we were kind of talking about this before the show too. DC and Marvel have both been around for what close to 80, 80 years now. DC's a little bit older than eighty, actually. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, thirty four. That would be what? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, eighty three, eighty four. Yeah. So, but I mean, they're about they're about they're close. They're close to the same age yeah um wow i just i mean that's still kind of like to me it's just kind of like mind-boggling it also explains yeah. why we it explains why we've had like 50 bajillion re- retcons it feels yeah. like well that also ties into like 
complicated elements that we probably won't get into, but a lot of political elements. Um, mm-hmm. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, have also incentivized the, some of the re- rehashes and changes. Okay. All right. Well, I'll let you get back. I'll let, I'll, I'll, I'll step back into the corner and listen. <laughs> uh, so from there, they went on to absorb a number of other comic publishers, which is actually where a lot of um, some of the favorites in DC come from. Uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Batman, originally, I think, started in a different place. No, he was Detective Comics. It was another... Uh, another one like that. Green Arrow is what I'm thinking of. Started in another comic oh, place. Green Arrow. Oh man, don't you dare! Uh, before DC, uh, could, whatever the same day. <laughs> um, they really are. You sound you like, sound like my wife. <laughs> they've definitely deviated in later years, but like they definitely started as basically the same character. <laughs> I mean, rich playboy. Obviously, like, obviously on, one wears green at night and runs out there and <laughs> one wears green sharp, and one sharp, wears black. Okay, and throws it's... sharp medieval objects at criminals for some bizarre reason instead of using a gun. Uh huh. Because <laughs> it's cool, all right. He's the new, new sexy Robin Hood. Okay. <laughs> So I do actually at least think of the bow. There are elements to the bow that sort of make sense, but like, I'm going to take on that clown with the Tommy gun with my fist. (laughs) And a little little bit of metal shaped like a bat. Yeah. Does not, does not jive. Okay. So DC comics started as a actual set of comics because comics were popular at the time, but they didn't have like superheroes. Right. Well, so some of them started with superheroes. I think uh, Fawcett, uh, the the line that did Shazam slash Captain Marvel slash just Marvel, I think for a while. I don't know. Uh, I think they started in superheroes, but it, they superheroes were not originally the the big hit. It was mm-hmm. definitely like war comics and uh, detective comics and stuff Cowboy. like that. Cowboy was really big too. Westerns were huge, um, and then eventually, um, I think. I think Superman might have been the first big one. Uh, Captain Marvel wasn't too far behind that, though. Um, but yeah, those sort of things eventually uh, caught on and started going, you know, gangbusters. So they uh, definitely kind of moved permanently into that for a good long while. I yeah. mean, there was, there was just... some minor stuff, but it wasn't until like the last 15 or 20 years we started seeing like semi-mainstream um comic lines that aren't fiction or fantasy yeah and i just want to interject yeah sci-fi sci-fi yeah i just want to interject real quick um you you made you made a really good point too because you said you know the big the big thing when when all these comics or i guess were they comics or were they well there was a different name for them why am i drawing a blank on anyways um these these little novellas basically you know they were the the uh, the westerns and the war comics but you also and the reason why the war comics i just you know kind of want to remind people you know 1939 that's that's pretty close to a couple really big events going on in the world yeah that had to do with war um and so that was kind of you know another thing you know you have you have especially in america you had a very big i i i use this term in its it's diction term, not the connotation term, the propaganda machine kind of running there too. 
that was kind of justifying, you know, what was happening and the, the collective response or not response of, you know, the different cultures. So that, that was, that's a, to me, that's a, that's a historical, you know, out, outside of the comic world, that's a big thing that was happening too, that, you know, you have the, what is it? Um, oh, the, uh, God, man, why do I always forget her name? Uh, the Riveter. Rosie? Rosie. Rosie the Riveter and then like the Wonder Woman remake I have from Loot Crate. It's like mm-hmm. that's I have dude, it too. I love it. I love that one, but it it's uh I mean it to me to me that's a, that's a really big deal too because you know that's where like you get like in we'll we'll be talking about this next month but like you know Captain America that's kind yep. of that's I mean he that was like the birth of those types of characters. So mm-hmm. Well, but. a lot of the, and just in general, a pop, pop culture at the time, music even, it right, was all right. about escapism. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of nonsense type songs that came out of that era just because people didn't want to think about the war. I mean, yes, there's going to be protest songs too, because there's always going to be that kind of thing during uh, war times. But there was definitely a time where you had pop culture breaking out and just trying not to think about what's going on well and i mean and to to play off that too you're also looking at you know um in 19 1934 1939 you're in the midst of another really big thing that was going on this great depression so your escapism was a huge proponent of that because you're right people wanted to get away because i mean if if you're not familiar with great depression um I, I don't I um I don't really know what to say to you. Uh but go look it up. It was a very bad thing that happened and a lot of things that I mean it was it was not a very pleasant time. So escapism makes perfect sense and I mean it it was around until 1941 really. So it's it's just to me it's just the historical context of the birth, you know, of all this all this escapism that it makes perfect sense. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to. De- I will deviate into a history lesson, but I don't want to. So, <laughs> okay. So we have kind of the introduction of DC. When DC first started, how many different titles did it have? Because it was pretty small to begin with, right? Well, I mean, when it started, it was just a. It was just a book. It wasn't actually a publishing company. It wasn't until I don't. It was much later though that it became like, kind of started doing new new lines under its under the dc monogram i don't remember exactly when that was because i know all-star comics was what all-star comics was that was 39 yeah and then all-star eventually got absorbed into dc mm-hmm. i think yeah became, yeah i think because was... all-star was superman dc was batman mm-hmm. which yep. he wasn't actually batman to begin with right he was just kind of like the detective yeah, he was. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. I think yeah, I, I, don't I don't remember exactly how he was introduced. Um, but I do remember. Oh, he was originally yeah. named the Batman hyphen. So, and I mean, he's always like there's epithets such as Cape Crusader, Dark Knight, World's Greatest Detective. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he he was always, but it was always like his his name always had Batman, but originally it wasn't one word; it was two. It was the Batman. Uh, and he was actually he was originally introduced in 
you're right, Detective Comics number 27, actually in 1939. So he was, but I mean, he was definitely one of the more in the line of those detective comics, which again, you know, Damo, you said that's, that's kind of where the DC kind of comes from. Um, but yes, uh, go for it, go for it. Well, like we've mentioned the two big male predominant, like poster children for DC, uh, Wonder Woman doesn't come in until a little bit later. Uh, yeah, she's 41, I believe, right? I believe around that time. 41 or 42. For sure. But yeah. her introduction is completely different because she was written by a psychologist, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a video about her origin. I have not yep. seen it. I don't know if it is it have you is it out? I don't know if it's out. Um, I already knew the story, so I'm not really the right. I I did thing, not but... know the story. So is does it look like it's pretty accurate to the story? Yeah, it does. Okay, about so... him. Is it Marston? Yeah. yeah. Uh. Well, yeah. His, I think that's his. Or no, his pen name is Moulton. Yeah. Right. William, William Marston uh, was the the writer. Yeah, there's some, I mean, there's some pretty intense stuff that he. Yes. Adult themes. It is not, it is not a little light movie. Let's just put it that way. No. <laughs> Fun fact. If you don't know this, he was actually this, the same psychologist with the inventor of the polygraph. And so. Yes the reason why she has a lasso of truth, it was kind of a, a way for him to advertise his own invention. Well, there and also, yes, there was, there's, I think, I remember there being another reason for it too. There is, there is another reason. <laughs> another but, non-Little Light reason. Uh, right. It's just, that's the but PC. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's PC the PC version. version. And it, well, and that's why it's the lasso of truth. Mm-hmm. Right. It, and I mean, the, the rope aspect of it was definitely kind of, I, I always kind of took it as the, the, if I remember, it was always kind of like, um, the, the other darker side, but like mm-hmm. his, his emphasis on her being, um, uh, like really kind of the, the whole about truth, about justice, um, was kind of about that. I mean, yes, you're right. The polygraph. Uh, and then I think also, she, uh, did was was he the one that yeah he he was the one that was, drew a lot of inspiration from like Mar- margaret sanger mm-hmm. um, so yeah so those are like the big three that are popular today what what other ones you think damo what other characters should we dive into Flash. a little bit because those flash oh yeah flash is definitely a fairly central part of the dc collected universe Uh, he's often depicted as kind of the heart of the justice league Uh, in fact i mean there's a direct storyline in uh the justice league animated show where uh there's like an alternate timeline where barry dies and the justice league like loses its way and goes goes full dictatorship um, oh lord and then and then tries and then tries to come to our earth and uh does not succeed <laughs> does it isn't because... barry the one who ends up being kind of the heartbreaker in blackest night brightest or darkest night brightest day a bit yeah just... the justice lords as somebody in chat 
Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Well, and let's let's take a step back real quick because the other thing is, and Marvel does this as well. So this is not by any means, you know, something that should shock most people in today's world. But like DC uh, has what's generally called a multiverse, right? Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a multi dimensional reality. Um, Jammer, do you want to talk about that a little? Because because I mean, you just made the comment right about like Flash died in one world. And their Justice League became the Justice Lords, and then tried to come into our world. So how does how, how does that so there's, work? There's I don't remember exactly how it ended up, but like they've gone through a couple different like shrinking, growing, and shrinking and growing of their own universe. And if I remember correctly, that yeah, there is 52 canonical universes that kind of are in parallel. Um. And there's sometimes subtle things between them um, that are different, and then sometimes it's it's huge, right? Like yeah, Bizarro. I'm not sure if the Bizarro is a proper one anymore, but like there's, I mean, there's one where like Lex Luthor is a hero because all like Superman is a tyrannical dictator, right? And so like it's kind of the the reverse where like Lex Luthor is and the Joker and some other people are all the plucky low-powered people fighting against the, the tyrannical regime. Well, it's, it's a way for writers to be able to write whatever they want with their characters and not have to worry about redconning everything. Exactly. And it's a great way to write about characters in a way that like changes that character's fundamental aspects, um, but not, but not for real. Right. Right. Like, so you can mm-hmm. write a Superman story like Red Sun, which is not its own proper universe, but in that one, um, baby Kal-El is found by the Russians and raised as a, Oh yeah. As a diehard communist. Mm-hmm. And he's still the same person, just with a very different upbringing and perspective. Yeah. Um, um, so you have Barry Allen, was the original Flash, right? Um, Jake Garrick was actually the Jake original. Garrett. Okay, so and then he was retired, and they brought it the, like completely, um, I believe. And then they brought the line back. <clears throat> and they did then, that with a few different characters. Because yeah, Green Lantern did that a that's, lot. Let me finish the Flash one because that's even <laughs> more complicated. Yeah. Because because I they did Barry and then they eventually they brought Jay Garrick back and brought him into the like Justice Society of America which is one of my favorite titles of all time and uh, there was a lot of really cool um, things with that the Green Lantern is actually super confusing because the original person to bear the name Green Lantern is no longer at all related to everything that came out of uh huh out of it right he's a whole different hero with a whole different power set i don't even know if he still goes by green lantern um alan scott is the the character's name i don't know if he picked up a new name with his new origins and stuff but i don't think so he still had the lantern though and he was a train guy no he's uh now he's like a in in protector of nature basically i think he's part of the green that ivy is also part of yeah and swamp thing if I remember correctly. <clears throat> Why do you think that DC does that, where they kill off an actual character? Because, I mean, we have Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman who have stayed the same time, but even though they may have, like, costume changes or hair color changes... Well, I mean, Superman died, kind of. 
Well, yeah, so did Batman, supposedly. Well, uh... Batman's were all fake. Superman's was at least kind of a weird hand-wavy thing. Like, he was legitimately dead. Um, then you had uh... What's-His-Face take over for Batman for yeah, Batman has had a bunch of fake deaths and things like that. Um, some some of the better storylines, in my opinion, mm-hmm. are some of that. Because watching the Bat family fight about what uh, <laughs> what what the Bat family should mean is a, is a very cool thing when it's well written, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I think so. I mean, it's it's easy to think that comics have been popular forever, but it's not. It's not really that true. They've kind of dipped in and out of popularity, particularly. Uh, superheroes have fallen in and out of favor um, for many different reasons. But uh, I think one reason why you see a lot of reincarnations is because people would basically reset their, their, their line in order to reinvigorate it after a break. Um, And so, you know, like, Oh, the, the Jay Garrick, you know, thing isn't working. So let's try something new and completely rewrite the, the thing and just use the same name to kind of get people to look at it Mm -hmm. it's just been interesting to watch the evolution of how they write or of the writers because writers are constantly changing over there in both marvel and dc um first time i ever picked up a comic i was in high school and I was working at Hastings at the time when Hastings was still oh, a thing. Oh man, Hastings. I loved Hastings. I did too. I hated my job there because I had to clean the <laughs> toy aisle the whole time. Oh, but you know I, I'm so sorry for all the trouble that I caused you. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That and people don't alphabetize, which is hilarious. I still have that problem with today. If I see something <laughs> out of order, alphabetized, like not right, I fix it for them. Um, Green has OCD, confirmed. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Not not diagnosed. I'm not <laughs> that bad. Um, but my first comic I ever picked up, I believe, was a Superboy or Supergirl. Yeah, it was a Superboy comic. One of so we talked about like the bad family a tiny bit. The super family is kind of funky and odd and I don't know what you're talking odd. about. Power Power Girl is totally awesome. But the dog <laughs> Oh god, I forgot about the dog. <laughs> Crypto. Crypto. <laughs> Crypto is awesome. It's like the DC goes through very, very weird phases where it wants to go like hey let's make it super family friendly there's a guy and a dog and a girl and everybody can be a superman and then there's times where batman is scary and everybody's <laughs> dying and i love how she picks batman to be because there's there's time ta- I, I think, I think well, yeah don't well. don't forget supergirl had a cat too yeah I forgot about, yeah. And then even the bat, like bat, okay, so Superman's like super happy, friendly, funny most of the time, right? Not super dark. Batman is scary. Like he's the most intimidating DC character I think that's out there. Because I just, just. The best thing about Batman is that he literally has a, um, a cabinet full of of ways to take out his not only his enemies but his friends. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Who? What was the arc where that got compromised? 
that was uh tower of babel ta- yeah <laughs> Everyone's like, wait, One you have a what? <laughs> is actually less good than the, the animated version. Oh my life. gosh, the animated really? version of that. Oh, it's hilarious. The, an- the like, animated version is very good. I wasn't a big fan of the comic. It had some good elements, but like... I just love like the the like the little clips about like how like... I think oh, yeah. it was Wonder Woman's like looking at Batman like, are you, are you serious? Like you have all this? Well, yeah. Why else? What do you think? Yeah, Batman, Batman's reactions are just amazing in that. Yeah, yeah, it's just okay. So, like, we talked about a tiny bit about how it did, dives in and out of being super dark, super light. Yeah, the ages of comics. When did we officially start calling them Silver Age, Gold Age? I don't even know what age we're in currently. Uh, there's. So, like, there's really just bronze, silver, and golden age. Um, and after that, um, like, opinions differ. There's different schools of thought on how uh, how the, the newer ages are. But, uh, yeah, golden age is the, the early stuff when things, was cha- when things were changing pretty much daily. Superman would have a new power every week. Um, things like that. There was not – things weren't canon. They would completely shift – um, and then Silver Age started like kind of solidifying things a bit more. There was still definitely like retcons, but like things were a little bit more consistent in between them. And then Bronze Age, which is where Modern Age is another word for it, is we're pretty much kind of what we're still in. We're comics. Is that is that like the Crisis and the yeah. it, Infinite Earth? That's kind of around Infinite there. Crisis and Fifty Two and Rebirth. Rebirth is what's currently right. Yeah. Yeah like when did okay so there was the i we talked about it in chat what was the the act that congress did to try to oh gosh it was the comics there was the comics alliance but there was also the act that kind of put a ban on anything that could be oh yeah influential. Oh, the polit yeah that so like you're talking about like the political um right yeah um comics code i think it was that's what it was yeah like that happened at during the silver age like they had that all through the silver age and then towards the end of the silver age most of the comic um publishers and stuff like that decided to kind of get push away from it it seems and well it wasn't even it was was well into the 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 bronze or modern age that that uh changed actually like it it wasn't until like because comics have been going for that i mean you could maybe argue that that's where the the modern age started um but yeah it was i think it was later into it um well like we had a bunch of comics like vertigo and stuff like that were that were still breaking out that would just have to have the warning on their their comics but uh it didn't seem like most of the major publishers decided to jump on board with that until what like late 70s early 80s i would say 80s more in the are 80s talking, are we still are you, and you're in when you're talking about that you said it was the comics code yeah the comics, comics code, code authority, alliance or comics code authority, authority the cca yeah. so that was mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just looking real quick uh that was in it was formed in 1954 yeah so that's Silver Age for sure. Yeah, because I don't think Bronze, I think 
technically, and I, I know Damo, you kind of made a comment. It's kind of depends on who you talk to, but I think it's like seventies or eighties bronze yeah. kind of started. Is so, where yeah. modern started. Bronze modern. Or yeah, yeah. Br- yeah sorry, yeah. Um, I mean, it works either way, but. So oh, yeah. God. But I guess so... they they they've uh, they've moved. To, the reason that the why I wasn't really familiar with it, I didn't I didn't really remember this, but. It's not really in effect anymore, right? No. Because, like, wasn't it back in, like, 2000 that... Or Marvel Marvel abandoned in 2000. Mm-hmm. And then 2011, the rest of them had already... <laughs> Archie and DC were the last ones to break with the CCA. So there you go, DC. <laughs> you're in good... You're in good... Good company. Well, it was there. more that they decided they wanted to police themselves and that they didn't need some overarching body to right. do so Think i'm not, of it I'm like not gonna the, follow that down that road because there's so many things i could yeah, say I mean, <laughs> an easy way to think of it is think of it kind of like the ratings on movies right. and how it was super super strict to begin with and now it, things are getting more and more loose as as we kind of tumble down this road well, there's there's a uh, potato in in chat actually has a really good question while we're kind of talking about this this uh screening I, I don't know like monitoring themselves yeah he's asking when did we start seeing the romance between some of the heroes like it's not a new thing for us right now right it's always kind of been there or it seems like it's always been there but you know it kind of depends on how how you deep you assume the romance or mm-hmm. think the romance is um because i mean clark and lois have been together since i want it like early mm-hmm. yeah well clark i mean they're they're kind of a package deal right yeah, I don't, I don't well, remember. I mean, if, I, I I do think I don't think he was, she was around at the very beginning, but um, as long as Superman's had a love interest, it's pretty much been her. Oh, okay. And then, oh, except uh, for that one weird time that Superman and Wonder Woman had a thing. No, that, that was a terrible happen. idea, and that should that, that, a, that did that, not that happen. Happened in, that happened <laughs> in exactly one one character, <laughs> one publication where, it, and everybody and everyone, threw a fit, and everyone sort of agreed. Everyone agreed that it was the worst idea ever. <laughs> Even Batman and Wonder Woman, I thought was a bad idea. No, that actually no, kind of makes no, sense. You bite your no, 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 no. Absolutely no. needs somebody who can pull, call him on his uh, business. He does, but it doesn't need to be Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. No, I will God. always be. I will always be a Steve Trevor fan. Steve, I'm so boring. I put my own woman to sleep, Trevor. <laughs> No, that's see, you're just losing the charm. You're losing the charm of it. I don't need some brooding bat but, fleshy. But man. in the storylines in the story in the storylines where they're together, he's not brooding, because that's not no, that Batman that's, would never get to get right, with anybody. Because she would call him on it and she'd well yeah, she wouldn't slap him the, because it would be. It's kill the good him, Batman storylines where it's not brooding so much as stoic, right? I mean that's that's the difference between like some of the aspects of of Batman is like he isn't actually that brooding. He's just very disconnected and stoic. Yeah. Um, well, and if you like, so like the 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 thing about Batman too, you know, and Damo, you and I have had this long conversation before. But like, if you if you ever get a chance, one of the really cool things to do is Batman actually has uh, books. Like they're actual tech like chapter oh, books. Yeah. And if you get a chance, read one because. I don't I don't know what it is, but the fact that it's not a comic 
it's it's all in text and they actually like do a really amazing job of kind of showing the way he sees the world Mm -hmm. and so like i mean like he's 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 brilliant but he's also like he's I, i can't remember if he technically has photographic memory but his analytical mind, like the way he like runs through things, it makes perfect sense. Then when you kind of go back to the comic and you see him kind of like not being f- like cuddly, like not really cuddly, but like he's not really like he doesn't speak a lot. It makes sense because that's kind of the way he he interacts with his entire world is he's always analyzing stuff. I just yeah. I, like I read that I read I can't I can't remember what it is. It's not the Dark Knight. It's Batman uh, is a modern take on Sherlock Holmes, but with well, a I mean cr- cranked up to eleven. Yeah. Sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as the without detective the, aspect, without the copious drug usage, or the oh. Benedict. Well, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Damn it. <laughs> is an unhealthy addiction to fighting crime really that different from a drug addiction when you get down to it it also is an adrenaline the... junkie yeah wasn't there a time that he drank a lot like there was yeah. a there was a run there's a couple it's... of weird storylines where stuff like that has happened yeah, it depends on who's rare, writing though. it de- it depends on who's writing him the too. only one that i even vaguely found compelling and felt like it actually would work is uh after death in the family Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's yeah, such a sad but... story. Yeah, which was yeah. Um, but that's the only time him where he like that, kind of lost control. Was after was that one before Red Hood? Or was that that is? Red I mean, yeah, that, that is, is the no, Red Hood. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Where well, Red Hood came about much much later, uh, when DC was like maybe it was dumb to throw a character away based, <laughs> May- on, based <laughs> on a phone poll. <laughs> God, yeah. no. maybe this guy had fans. I don't know. Let's go do some more what? blow. <laughs> just, just explain that real quick to the people at home who don't know. That, oh, so, that so there was, a, so there was a, so one of the better Robins, in my opinion, uh, was the second Robin, um, and he was kind of not the most popular, and so DC decided that they would do a, um, uh. A poll to see what whether people would prefer his character to live or die. Oh was, yeah, that's yeah. Um, basically at the back of the book. There was a phone number you called in, you paid your two dollar fee, and you voted for whether you wanted him to live or die. But it was very stacked. Uh, there were a lot of people who didn't like the character and did have money to spend, <laughs> so they uh, stuffed the oh out of that ballot box and, uh, and it was destroyed so, him. That was so brutal. Um, and if you want, if you actually want to see the best version of his story, there is an animated film yes. called Batman and and the Red Hood, which is I will point out. Well, let me check my source here real quick. Um, it should be on Netflix. It's it. I believe. Yeah. Okay. It's it still at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is still real. Really. It is still at a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So. Wow. I know Jensen yeah. Jensen Ackles does uh, Red Red Hood. He does, and he's and he, pretty fantastic. He does amazing with it. But yeah, that's that's where some of the hatred for Joker kind of really gets solidified. It's actually a much better story to make the Joker look like a villain than many of the other ones. Um, yeah, yeah, I would agree. 
Uh, Dick Grayson is a great Robin, but I think that the best way they've told the Dick Grayson story is Dick Grayson moving away from that life and into being his own person. So I can't yeah. say that he's the he's best got, Robin. He's, is he Dick is. Grayson the one who turns into Nightwing? Yeah. Um, the best, the best Patootie in DC. Yeah. Uh, yeah, That's for sure. Also, I love, I the love biggest... Tasty, tasty Vittles there. Um, <laughs> also, he's the biggest utter playboy in yeah. the entire DC universe. Well, kind of. He sleeps around. He sleeps around. Well, no, I mean, doesn't. I mean, have you seen no. him walk away? Can you really blame him? He, he doesn't, actually. <laughs> There's been relatively few people in the, the the Dick Grayson cave, as it were. Um, <laughs> I love the, like, the, 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 like how can the I pause. say this? How can I say this? <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's, uh, he, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like it's a disservice to call him a Robin because, or the well, best Robin, yeah. because his whole point and storyline is, is to move beyond that. He um, was one of the, he was one of the Robins that actually survived Robin Hood. I, no, I mean, only, the only one that has died officially and canonically is, uh, who was, uh, Jason oh, yeah. Todd Jason is the Todd. only one who has died. Um, the other ones are all still alive, as far as I know. Well, but are they still are they still even around? Like, because I mean, um, Dick Grayson yeah. is the only one that I really. I mean, like him and no, Jason no, no. Todd. Tim are the Drake only is ones. Tim Drake is still. Um, I think Tim Drake is with Teen Titans. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, and is Red Robin. Um, Jason Todd is actually not dead. He just, you know, he he got better. Um, <laughs> and he uh, is under the moniker Red Hood, which is actually jo- Joker, one of Joker's canon origin, sort of, maybe, probably. Um, <laughs> maybe, possibly. Well, not I mean, sure. when, when, when you crazy when, man. When you when you talk about Joker's origin, it's one of those ones that's best served when it's not well illustrated, where like we don't yeah. know. Um, as uh, as, yeah, as the terrible the more you... as the terrible TV show Gotham has definitely pointed out. Okay, so can we talk about the most ridiculous conning <laughs> type hey, hey, mechanics? It, it makes sense, kind of. The Lazarus Pit that brings everybody back. I mean, that's okay. No, you can't call that retconning, like because that it, is it is it no. is it, it is a story story well, it's mechanic. Not, it's not a retcon. It's been around for longer than many of the characters it's brought back. Like that's what? a. That's I wouldn't a, call it a retcon. That's like it's saying, more of a it's more of a ex machia. Yeah, like, okay. it's, it's not even, but it's not even that because it's. I mean, it's it's not often used right, right. i mean and there I think aren't actually yeah. that many characters who have used that technology to return like and all of them who have are seriously like i mean it, yeah it's, i mean most of them are very damaged people i i <laughs> love I, I don't have a problem with dc having the lazarus pits simply because they do a really good job of balancing it like they don't use it often and when they do use it, the I mean, look at I mean, the one that I'm intimately familiar with is Red Hood. They go insane. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. it, no, I mean it's, it took it's... him many years to get his himself chained back together, so to speak. 
Well, who, um, has, who all has used it besides um, what's his face? Mostly, Jason it's Todd. just Raish yeah, and Raish Jason and Todd. Raish is, um, Raish is its own his own bundle of insanity. And I mean, Jason yeah. Raish only does it for Jason Todd. Like his daughters don't even do it most of the time. Like he only did it for Jason Todd because he felt entirely complicit in his death <laughs> and didn't. Which like, he should. He respects. He should, but he respects Batman so much he could not have that. Um, he didn't want that on his conscience, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So he he brought Jason Todd back in order to. Um, Speaking of Talia, no, please don't. <laughs> Unless you want this to get real uncivil real quick, I okay. thou shalt not mention. I like her. I like her character. Well, okay? we're done here. And we're done here. And to All be right, even more, show, it was uh, it was it was fun being part of the FFC crew, but I have to leave you here. And I cannot abide to Talia it, lover. I don't. Okay, I didn't say I love her. I like her. Um, so which part do you like her? The part where she sexually assaulted Batman in order to get a child off of him. I, I uh, like one the- of the six billion times she pledged to love Batman and within five minutes turned him over to Daddy Dearest. I like how um, she's a broken character, okay? I like how in most of the DC, you don't get broken characters. You don't get well-done broken characters. And she is as broken as you get. And she still has I a love story with Batman. Well and almost, and almost is a better match for Batman than a lot of them, even though she tries to trick him into marrying her. And, and literally some... sexually assaults him to get pregnant. Yeah, that was a, a really of, weird. A that was of, a weird. Yeah. That was a weird story arc too. <laughs> there's only, I just love. Like, I love how like Cody, we now know how to trigger him. On. We know how to trigger Damo so well now. Like oh, uh-huh. I hate her so much. Sword no logic. Words. Sword logic. Tolan no. to Dahlia. <laughs> no. Sword logic combined with Toland combined with hating on Mara for six hours doesn't even begin to touch how much I hate Talia. That's awesome. That makes me so happy. I like that the Padishah Emperor more than I like freaking Talia. Oh, dang! Shots fired. Okay, like, so I would back that guy. In a, if, it, there... if I had to pick between the two to rule this universe, I would give it to that crazy man. Is there a? character that you dislike in the dc universe more than her oh no 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 it's not even possible how interesting i would sell not even i would sell cookies i would sell i'm more scared of joker for sure uh i would sell cookies for dark side before i would even like before i would i would even like dump a bucket of waste on talia in order to put her and my favorite character in dc out like I just I like his soups, but I'd let you burn. No, yeah, not even Guy Gardner. I agree with Ghost on this one. Not even Guy Man, Gardner. I would go he get a beer a with Guy Gardner before Guy I would even punch Talia. I hate Guy. Ghost knows how much I hate Guy. He's such That's a That's why jerk. he's bringing him up. Yeah, oh my it's like I okay, so I get the fact that she is like messed up beyond belief. Just the fact that she throws him under the bus. Every single time Daddy snaps that's, his fingers. That's the point. That's no, the whole that is point not the point. <laughs> that's the point of her character, though. Then stop falling in love with him or do something. Quit. Okay, it's Go. Batman. Batman has a problem falling in love with them, too, though. 
No, he really doesn't. He does. Selena, well, though that Selena well, but like, yeah, there's there's the that was the entire issue with what was it? Is it Damien? Like, <laughs> that's kind of what happened. Is he kind of stopped falling in and love? And then that universe, happened. And there is actually a universe. Well, fair enough. Um, and there's actually a universe in which Damien is a is a good character too. Yeah, because. Uh, in the movies, in the animated movies, Damien is actually a, f- a pretty awesome character. Right, right. I think that was the... Uh... Is that the one where he's Robin? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then now he's part of the Teen Titans. And the... Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. They do See, a good job of making him... So he's the, still the same character, but because they don't have to fill as much time with him, I think, it's very easy to make him that weird dichotomy between being, <clears throat> like, very very cocky and arrogant but also sort of likable because like you don't have to flip back and forth as much right like right, one right. good flip is pretty all right and just just I... for for people who are who are still dying laughing over damo's triggering damien <laughs> is uh damien is, is the, the offspring is the, the, of the the sexual assault that i was mentioning yeah. earlier yeah mm-hmm. it's so and talia talia was... damien's mother and bruce is damien's father which wasn't Damien raised with Talia for a while. Raised with Talia and her crazy, crazy, crazy father. Yeah, until right. he, she like, in the movies. I don't. I'm not familiar with the comics, and I hate Damien in the comics because he's completely unlikable. So I don't. Pardon me. In the movies, uh, Raish gets wrecked, and uh, Talia can't like can't get revenge and take care of her son at the same time. So of course, like the loveless horrifying she harpy that she is she unloads her kid on somebody who's never met him uh Uh, and and has a pretty active lifestyle um you know what i think about that though i mean as terrible as it is i think in some ways it is a really good talia was a human being i would agree with you but she's not well (laughs) the thing what i'm what i'm going is that this is an example of something that you see in real life like you there are people out there who will dump their kid off and so it's relatable yeah right it is to some extent and she she doubles down on it too and treats damien very poorly um, later just, on just just to clarify too i think it was morrison that wrote that entire thing right wasn't it that morrison? would not surprise me i believe it was yeah uh because <clears throat> i think uh <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at a, a note here from morrison um he said that he messed up a lot of the details and one of those details is exactly what you're talking about damo is talia drugging batman before oh yeah the whole thing so that was actually retconned um by i believe it was i don't don't, thomasai peter thomasai thomasai uh yeah with uh robin rises omega um yeah so that 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 little piece was retconned for anyone who's worried about batman's well-being well, but it's kind of. But it's still. It, it's it it's retconned it like, how severe it was, but it's been retconned. Right. I mean, uh, I'm it's just been saying. Retconned just... as to like how, yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. And as far as Batman's other love interest of being Catwoman, I honestly think Catwoman no. is the best love interest for Batman. I don't care if you I, disagree with no, me. I actually, like, I like so. I like Selena Kyle and Batman. I like Wonder Woman and Batman because I do think that Bruce, like, with the way DC writes him particularly, 
Bruce needs someone to call him on his on his crap, right? Which and like, Selena does. Come on. In some well, storylines, it's just yeah. she's less. I agree 100% that when she's written well, she's probably the best match. It's just like she's written poor a lot. Um, like catastrophically a lot. So that's one of the reasons. Like it's it's meta things that make me kind of dis like dispute it. Um, mm-hmm. but when she's written well, like yeah, I think she's hands down the best because she does great things to like to call him on his crap and knows further she knows when to let him do his crap and then kind of indulge his crap right whereas um, wonder woman can be i mean she's pretty naive for a lot of things she's gotten better over the years but she's not as good at calling him on like not she's good at calling him on things but she's not good at letting him make mistakes yeah well and also sometimes you know just to do what he needs to do instead of being being called on it right mm-hmm. um I will also say that in any time, any situation in which the relationship is something that actual human beings would have, which is not, I'm not trying to say that derogatorily towards comics relationships, but that's not often what we want. Realistically, we want fantasy. Mm -hmm. Um, So, um, but anytime that they are written in the way that two real human beings would interact, I think that they're perfect for each other because like they're broken and the, such perfect ways that they just fit directly together right they're very symmetrical um because like batman is is broken in that like you can fairly seriously argue that there is no like bruce wayne doesn't exist right bruce wayne died x number of years ago in an alley with bruce wayne bruce wayne is the mask that batman puts on yes exactly um and i think that to some extent selena raises bruce from the dead and gives him a second lease at life and depending Um, on who writes selena and what background they're going with at this time she is kind of the similar story because there was one set where she was uh like orphaned as well yeah well and yeah there's well yeah no she's had a terrible background too but she was broken in the opposite direction right she she feels no responsibility and no no bond to humanity and and no belief in in people and uh you know bruce and i'm saying bruce there specifically despite what i just said gives that back to her mm-hmm. uh, right he, he he turns her from a thief into it you know mostly an anti-hero and arguably a full-on hero in a number of situations right I agree yeah, with that. And the I argument... will actually point out a kind of divisive storyline uh, uh, that I really have enjoyed a, a bunch of, which is um, uh, um, Injustice. Uh, and I think Selena, that's some of Selena's best writing, actually. Um, because that's very, very what I think she sees in him. Um, right. What she does for him is very well expressed there. Because and I think uh, I think Dick Grayson dies, and like oh, the way right. she reacts to that is is everything Bruce needed in that situation. And I, I think the, really a lot of people gravitate towards the Wonder Woman, Bruce, uh, Wonder Woman Batman pairing simply because it's a very easy to see um, opposites. Right? You know, Wonder Woman forces Bruce Wayne or forces Batman to not be as dark. And Batman kind of does he, he, not as much, but he kind of grounds her idealism a little bit. 
you know, they, they kind of, they do kind of similar what you're saying is being done with the Catwoman thing, but it's more of, it makes, and we, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. Wonder Woman kind of makes him a better person and he kind of makes her more realistic. Like, you know, in, but the point, the point with Wonder Woman is in green, you kind of made this comment too, is like her naivete of what exactly is going on in the world. Um, you know, Bruce's Bruce has got that in spades, and, right? And whereas the idealism that she she kind of forces him to follow, because when she does call him on, you know, she prevents him from going too far. And and the thing about Wonder Woman is she's kind of got the strength to back up her. You know, she can she can well, bend him in half. Yeah, she's stronger than him by a long ways, but but we know that. I mean. In any conversation which matters, that doesn't matter. <laughs> right, right. No, 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 no. And I and I agree. But what I mean is like in, in a situation, because, well, I mean, just Batman's character is like, you know, there's yeah. there's only so much you can tell him and then but he's actually, just going to go just gonna out and do it. But actually, I'm just going to say that Selina does too, right? That's Selena's fair. one of the only people that Batman has taught to fight, if, I, if that's still part of the canon. I don't um, remember if it is or not. I know he taught, I know him teaching Superman to fight finally is still part of the canon. Um as far as like Wonder Woman, actually, and... I want to address one thing before it goes too far past. Uh, yeah, I will disagree a little bit with Black Flag. He said uh, that Clark and 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 Bruce are the masks. I think it's more complicated with Superman. I think you're right that Clark is a mask, but it's different because it's what Clark wants to be um, and wants to be possible for the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clark is very complicated. With Batman, you can there is arguably just Batman. Uh, you can. You can argue that there's also like Bruce Wayne, which is just a false personality, and then you know the the broken child that's still sitting in that alley. That's that's another way to view it, and a bit more complicated. Um, the, the thing is, is that when Batman goes out, he is still thinking as Batman. When Clark right. goes out, he can actually put down everything and not have not be constantly calculating. Yep, and um, and there's kind of four elements to 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 Superman. There's Superman himself, which you know the world sees and what he puts on for to show the world. There's Clark Kent, the person he wants to be and like he wants to build the world for. Kal El, um, you know the, the the broken child that lost his parents, and 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 Cal, um, you know, kind of the other aspect of Kal El is the the last legacy of Krypton, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Krypton's living obituary so to speak right so there's there's the kind of the big four aspects that inform his uh his personality so he's a very complicated part right and i think the you know going off that too i think the the point with batman is exactly what you kind of said is superman superman has a different basic response to the i mean they both have similar tragedies i mean superman's is magnified significantly because he didn't just lose his parents he lost his entire pretty much species but also different because he didn't watch he wasn't it. he didn't and watch it right right he didn't he watch also it. didn't what he wasn't raised knowing that what yeah because no, he doesn't no. know that till, till oh that's right that's right because he didn't know that until the future but i mean the other the other thing is that you see a dynamic there because I mean, and, and it, that, that is a very important distinction too, is that, you know, Superman didn't experience it. Um, Batman, I mean, Batman, Bruce watched the whole thing happen. Um, 
And that's, you know, in, you know, talking about the psychology of it, that you can see that repercussions, those fragmented aspects of his character, you know, even today, that's an inherently very, very, very crucial part of his, his being in the same way though, Superman's Superman's loss is also inherently very powerful, but it's, it's a, it's a different type of, of repercussions, right? You know, like it's it's he's doing things in a hopeful memory, whereas Batman's doing things in kind of a vengeful, a vengeful memory. He's he's wanting to hold up to, you know, that kind of hero mentality, which is you go into the whole thing with like, you know, not killing and everything of that nature. Uh, So he has the code that he forces himself to hold himself to. But like there's there's nothing there, whereas like. Whereas Superman is, it, it's kind of like, you know, and Damo, you kind of said this as well. It's Superman is building something. Batman is trying to kind of tear apart the things that he sees wrong. It's, it's, mm, I just disagree. Batman okay. is trying to build something. He just doesn't believe it can be built. Fair. Okay. Fair <clears> enough. <throat> fair enough. Um, Cause one of my, one of my absolute favorite lines is actually from Young Justice, which is one of my favorite animated things and probably one of the best de- things DC has ever done. Um, there's a great exchange where they're talking about inducting uh, Roy Harper into the, the justice league mm-hmm. and they get into an argument about his age and Diana like lashes out of Bruce and says, Oh, you know, you're so, so fair and balanced on this. Cause you brought Robin into the crime fighting mm-hmm. at the ripe old age of 13. Mm-hmm. And um, Batman just kind of looks at her and says, well, he needed to find justice for his parents. And she's like, so he could turn out like you? And he like stares her down and says no, so that he wouldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weren't most of the Robins at the age of 13? Around that age, young teenagers. I think, I think, um, I think Jason Todd was a bit earlier, but, um, yeah, I mean, so... they're, they're all fairly young. Um, but that, but Batman. Batman doesn't believe that he can build the world that he wants to, but he's still going to anyway because he can't see another path forward, right? Um, right. Which also explains kind of his frustration and his like pessimism is because he's like he's you know <laughs> he's he's constantly got a Sisyphean project in front of him, and he's willingly but also going at it. Explains how when he's well written, the transitions that happen in his character because yes. as the Bat family yes. grows, I think that he realizes more and more that he actually can. Uh, he just can't do it himself, right? Which is a huge thing for him as yeah. a character. Like that's a huge, huge thing because once he realizes that, then then I think that's when you really see his character shine. Um, yeah, well, and I think that I think that Dick showed him that by walking away. Actually, um, I can see that argument um, because I think that I mean, it's kind of a weird thing. Like if you th- if you think about and kind of investigate and look at how that all played out, like Batman's not usually the type to just sort of let that happen. And so I think that he kind of realized that maybe it was a good thing. So what about the rest of the Justice League? We've hit the the Trinity pretty hard. But what about Cyborg or depending Cyborg's on... Cyborg's kind of a, a new thing. Um, right. Like, when did he come about? Because I don't even... My he very was first... originally a Teen Titan. Um, and I think in New 52, they moved him over to the formal 
Justice League role. Right. Um, that was my first exposure to him was in Teen Titan. And so, yeah, I think, uh, I think that's where, I think in New 52, they moved him over to being an official Justice League member. Yeah. And we also have uh, Aquaman, Jason Momoa. Oh yeah. gosh. Okay, so <laughs> so much better I, as I, Jason Momoa. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, amazing. <laughs> I really, really, I really want to like that character, but I just can't take him serious, even <laughs> as Jason Momoa. I think that if you watch the Justice League animated show or probably just the movies, you'll change your mind. But yeah. he's actually a fairly bad character it's... that stupid freaking super friends thing did a great disservice to him yeah <laughs> it did because that's my only exposure and for me it's just like Guys! what was the movie what was well that and just the what was the movie like a fish called wanda that's what it reminds me of it's just uh, like yeah why why would you do i mean yeah it could theoretically be really cool to be able to call sea creatures but uh, I mean, he does a lot more than that. That's just one does. of the elements he... they screwed up on that show. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. okay, so Aquaman and Cyborg. Hawkman. Who else? Hawkman. Uh, Martian Manhunter is in and out. Uh, he's one of my favorite members of the Justice League, and one of the few that was also really active in the Justice Society, which was the precursor. Um, yeah. Right. Both fictionally and real uh, in the real world to the Justice League. Um, we got Superman, Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern. Uh, Green Lantern. Uh, there's there's several good Green Lanterns that have served on the the Justice League. There's, there's uh, also several bad uh, Green Lanterns. No, there's only there's only good ones really. Uh, it's just uh, um, <laughs> Hal Jordan, which is kind of <laughs> crappy, but uh, you know he, he he does the work. Uh, there's there's um, there's John Stewart who is in and out of being good and bad. Uh, I think depending on who's writing him, he's great in the animated show. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's pretty awesome. And then there's my boy Kyle, uh, Kyle Rayner, who's fantastic. Uh, uh, Kyle, that's all of the Green Lanterns. That's Kyle, all. Kyle that's, could okay, just it's the whole list. Okay, now we're gonna fight. I wanted Kyle to be so good. I wanted him to be so good, and just not quite there. I I mean, so you got to remember, I take I pick and choose what I like in comics. I don't. I don't adhere to the strict canon, so like right. the I like the Kyle Rayner his highs are very good, and that's why I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I get that. It's just there's some really talk about some messed up stuff that happens to one of those characters. There, well, I mean, that in, is the that's worst. Green Lantern special. I mean, like I oh. I used to love Hal Jordan to death, but like everything they've done no. with him for the past thirty years has just run that character right the heck into the ground. The fact that his girlfriend was in the fridge and dead that's what i'm talking about yeah that's terrible like yeah. the things that have happened to babs yeah that's bad but the fact that somebody chopped up his girlfriend and put it in the fridge is just disgusting yeah but that's i mean that's one of the most reviled uh yeah elements because... of comic history i mean like you you really can't compare that to like standard stuff right like 
Kind of like the whole down. Talia thing? That, no, because Talia does it over and over and over. <laughs> it's Talia's character. It's literally what she does. <laughs> they don't even refer to her by character in the offices anymore. They're just like, who's that Who's that crazy chick who screws over Batman every time? Yeah, just put her in the book. <laughs> like, she's a freaking meme at this point. She's not even a character. Uh... Um, Instant trigger. <laughs> Yes, I'm enjoying this. I am playing with a new toy. Yeah, because it's because they're rare, right? With me, there's <laughs> there's so few ways to get the demo uh, agitated and, and screaming. Uh, so okay, we have Green Lanterns. Do we want to talk? Uh, Doctor Fate's another uh, alumni from the JSA that's in. That's the, true. Uh, uh, the Justice Zatanna? League. He's one of my favorite characters. Zatanna's less a member. Uh, she's in and out, but like but she's Zatanna's not as much as Doctor Fate. Fate's daughter, right? No, uh, in no. Young Justice, but nowhere else. Okay. Okay. okay, as far as Zatanna and DC does a really terrible job, I think handling magic. Really, I I think love DC's so. magic system more than anything else. Honestly, I, well, I think they they're just so afraid the to and, use it. Well, they were That's for a what... long time because the comics code subtly and surreptitiously told them they couldn't right uh, yeah basically it was directly sort of <laughs> like, like uh maybe don't no, do this don't do this <laughs> you saw that I'm like strange mm-hmm. yeah um because like basically anything that could double back around to like demonology yeah i'm gonna get there in a second guys um was very verboten but i think that since then um, DC has developed one of the better systems uh, because, as Ghost mentioned in chat, the Lords of Order and Chaos are very neat because they're they're heroes and villains in ways that you wouldn't think because it's not good and evil. It's not right. Order order isn't good. Um, order isn't good. Chaos is evil. Okay. Who, who, as far as Satana, who else is in the DC universe? Magic. I know Constantine. Uh, recently. Constantine. Oh yeah, that's kind... true. Yeah, that's true. Constantine's Vertigo. He's. It's amazing. Constantine is really solid. I actually highly recommend that you check out the TV show. Yes. Um, yes. Doesn't he have his not own house? Like he does the House of Mystery. Um, the yes. movie's actually all right. It's just not very Constantine-y. Yeah, it's it's, just, it's an all right, right movie. It's, it's just not. Constantine. It's not Constantine. But it's the not. TV show is in the situation where like people watching it on Netflix and stuff is is potentially going to do something right. They have. They, <gasps> I know. I'm so excited. We, they they like the actor. They like the the project. So showing and they have their own digital distribution network coming out soon, premiering with yep. Young Justice and the Teen Titans live action. Um. So, you know, go watch that show. Is he actually blonde in the show? Like he's supposed yep. to be? He is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Okay. The Cowboys actor is fantastic. Are... Yeah, the actor, the actor uh, Matt, is 100% uh... fantastic. Something. Uh, he does an amazing job. He uh, there. He actually has re- uh, a couple times shown up in Arrowver- in the Arrowverse. Right. Uh, uh, Jason Blood is sort of magic now that we're away from the comics code. Uh, Jason Blood's one of the cooler characters. He's a former knight of Merlin who, um, Merlin, the Merlin, literally bound to a demon so that he could kind of keep trekking through the ages and fighting evil. Um, so it's he's just... kind of a weird character. Matt Ryan. Yeah, like... Matt Ryan was the actor Matt for Constantine. Ryan. Yeah, Matt okay. Ryan. 
That kept thinking about Smith. Yeah, no, so did I. And I was like, it's like, it's not Smith. It's not Smith. Yeah, it's Matt Ryan. He does he amazing job for that TV show. Yeah, okay. so he's he's very fantastic. So go watch that because that is literally how Young Justice got its new season. Is people watching it on Netflix and and tweeting about it. So, oh, is uh, that really is that really where Young Justice got its? Uh... It's how it got re-greenlit, basically. Nice. Like people, the the fans were so so vocal and so avid, and the creators were so intent on bringing it back on social media that they finally capitulated and and nice. brought it back. So yeah. Um, let's okay, see. so is there anybody else? There's no one else in the J- JSA. Thinking, or there um, are others. I, yeah, we did the Flash, but I mean, we've covered Manhunt, Manhunt, core. We covered yeah, Martian mm-hmm. Manhunter is a cool character. Uh, last survivor of Mars in most most universes. Um, not in the Young Justice one, bizarrely, but usually the la- one of the last people off Mars. It's just like Krypton. It's not. He's the last son of Mars, but not the last son of Mars. There's like a, you know sixty other ones that keep showing up. <laughs> um. But yeah, and he Sorry. tends to be when he's written well, he tends to play the outsider very well, uh trying desperately to figure out how to interact with a, a race who um is not sure is it, it isn't his own and isn't very mm-hmm. accepting. Um so he has a lot of very great story elements where he's uh just trying to live through through that, right? Trying to find his place. I forgot about Raven. Uh, I don't know that Raven's been on the Justice League. I don't think Raven's. I think she has, but uh, Raven is a cool character. Um, Raven is another character tied to demonology. um, And her father is basically one of the big, one of the big bad demons of the universe. uh, And she is stalwartly opposing his efforts. Is Raven, which one's Raven? Raven's the Teen Titan. Teen Titan. Okay. Okay. She's Trigon's daughter. Oh, okay. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, that so, was so. That's the original seven of Justice League. Yeah, that's 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 most of the 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 core members of the Justice League. Uh, the I mean, the roster obviously, if you list it all out, is huge. Oh yeah, it's immense. What's what's up, Green? What's your favorite secondary character? Um, like sidekick or kind of secondary even to that, like supporting. Like, not yet. Well, I'm, secondary character is a bad wording. Like not Justice League character, not oh, Big like, Seven, not 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 the big oh, Justice League. Geez. Probably right. Doctor Fate. In um, DC, Doctor oh, Fate's really high up there. Uh, Green Lantern or Green Arrow is really high up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin is probably the real answer. Dick Grayson. Everybody <laughs> loves Robin, though it seems. I'm like, just glad that I can actually he, say it, Constantine it, now. He actually like, had actually to say that. He actually had to work to get that because the yeah. the old Batman TV show was very bad for oh, Batman in a few yeah. ways, but the Robin aspect was particularly bad. Golly um, gee, Batman, you don't say. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, oh, here, fun fact: Julie and I dressed up as Batman and Robin one year for Halloween. Nice. It was awesome, and it was like Wally or not Wally West. It was Adam West. And I can't remember the other actor, Batman and Robin. That show was very good and did a lot to increase the series, but trying to shift the comic books to more thematically match it was was a mistake. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible idea. Yeah. What about you, Blue? What's your favorite not core? 
Well, that's what I was character. saying. It's like I, I like the fact that Vertigo is now part of the DC world because now I can just say Constantine and be done with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. Hell, Hellblazer, I guess if is, we're counting that, uh, God, Hellblazer, death is pretty de- high up oh, there. Death, yeah, death is pretty. Yeah, high Delir- up. Delirium is pretty high up there. Yeah, and uh, is uh, you're talking about Sandman death? Yeah, because that's that's Vertigo still, right? It's no, they're part of the DC universe. Though. No, no, but I mean, isn't oh, yeah. isn't Sandman Vertigo? He was, yeah, that's right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Vertigo, Sand- oh that. god, Sand- that, that... No, Sandman is part of the 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 canon universe, actually. Nice. Really? Yeah, Death I did has not know that. Death has a Death has a fascination with Lex Luthor, actually. She's, <laughs> she's, a, she's a Lex fanboy. That's kind of adorable. <laughs> yeah. That, that fangirl. Me... Sorry. <laughs> that yeah, she's me. very fascinated by him because he keeps he's so. I mean, he's he is one of the people you can put forth as a paragon of of humanity's potential, as badly as he uses that. Um, oh, well, that's nice. true. Yeah. Okay. So death uh, is one of the endless. It says. Yeah, yeah. Death is one of the endless. Delirium is as well. Yeah. As yeah. is Morpheus or Dream. Oh, Morpheus. Morpheus is amazing. I love Morpheus. Uh-huh. But yeah, uh, Const- Constantine. I mean, he's a well, great character. He's written I well. I he's written. Well. He's written well. He's written well. He's kind of a tool. Yeah, he mm. he kind of is. But um, though no, he yeah. did get he did get Lucifer started, which is oh, that's just... <laughs> which um, is one of my favorite favorite uh, things to ever happen. Yeah, I just I, like, I really, keys to I hell. Really... I'm out. <laughs> have, fun. have fun. Don't don't cause too much trouble. <laughs> um, Constantine, don't, Con- don't mind the simply... constant wars over the biggest piece of metaphysical real estate. <laughs> in the but yeah, yeah, like Hellblazer, Hellblazer was just like a really like I just remember reading that comic, you know, and that was Hellblazer just, was really good. Oh and my it god, it was oh it was so definitely good. pushed the uh, it pushed the, the line. boundaries on the yeah. comic. Which, the but I mean, but but I mean, that's Vertigo in general did that. Like Sandman, you know, I mean, Sandman was what was it, Gaiman, Gaiman, yeah, Neil Gaiman, but, but that was solidly after things started falling apart with the CCA and the. Yeah, because Sandman didn't really take off until fairly recently. I mean, it was not recently. I mean, it took off at the beginning, but it became more mainstream. Right. The uh, revival, so to speak. Well, it also didn't become... Yeah. It was definitely a late bloomer, I think, as far as, like, its major kind of like Watchmen did. Yeah, because I was actually introduced to Sandman by Hellblazer, because it was a a Vertigo thing. And then, obviously, I stuck with sandman even though it was really weird the first up the first thing is like no it was all really weird well i mean right right but i mean like the first the first like okay but going no, from going going from hellblazer <laughs> but like going from hellblazer and like general comics to sandman i'm just I was saying like, don't say oh no no it weird it, but you get a feel for it when you get a feel for the world of sandman it's kind of like okay this is just this is just Gaiman's weirdness like you know it's it's like neverwhere so you know no it's just, just like Gaiman's there's... weirdness that's well... like walking into Mordor it doesn't exist <laughs> yeah let's anyway uh they have a good point in chat we should cover some of the villains or at least sort of the general vill- villain cosmology yeah um DC has a very weird thing they have very stratted villains in my opinion they have a lot of villains that are above a certain line that are just catastrophic world ending bad mamma jammas um and you know like uh dark side and brainiac for those familiar i'll go into those a little bit more in a minute um but they're they're just like omega class villains that could 
just end the universe if they wanted to. And then below that, they have like basically like white collar and down. <laughs> well, there's no, there's I, no I, really you know, big middle ground. I, I don't. There's there isn't know, a lot. I, I would argue that Joker's higher up than pr- like. Yes, granted, there's like God. Well, the, so like I just villains, why, why oh we, yeah, why, I would say like, Joker's why, like we a... can, can you even say Joker's necessarily a villain, right? Like uh, Joker's just don't bring him into most conversations because he's. One, he's probably the most confusing and complicated character in comics history. Right, Joker is the Joker is not even a villain. Joker is an. I mean, Joker idea. could be a Joker could be a force of nature. Right, like he but could so be can... like there's there's the storyline where he's actually super sane and realizes that he's in a comic book and that's nothing matters oh, and that's uh-huh. why he does what he does. Right, like it's just impossible to like. But. Like um, Dark Side, you could argue Dark Side is kind of not granted Dark Side is necessarily insane, but you Dark can Side argue is that not insane at all. You can like <laughs> Well, you can argue that Joker and Dark Side are similar in the fact that they're forces of nature is where I'm heading. Kind of. The difference is that like I don't include Joker in most of my discussions of villains in DC because he doesn't fit the bill. Like he's just really? chaos almost. He- he shoots Barbara Gordon. No, that storyline didn't exist. That and... storyline totally exists, and he's no. a jerk. That storyline didn't exist. It's like, like one of my favorite. All that happened characters. is like all that all that is is some weird like flashback that you read on Wikipedia to make sense of terrible of, of Gail Simone's divine and inspired. Uh, so what about Birds Oracle? Of Prey? Yeah, it's like Oracle. Yeah, it's Oracle. It's just. Of- Sorry, crappy backlog yeah, to that. Yeah. Like, that's all it is. It's just a footnote in history. It doesn't exist. Um, but <laughs> it I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying the Joker. No, the Killing Joke does not exist. You had points with me, Black Flag. Don't do this. Don't oh, do no, this. No. What no, was the uh, the? Ho- um, I mean, talk about Joker. Problem. So Joker's what like about a force the holiday, of nature. The holiday um, comic. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, they like the killings on the holidays and. So, I mean, but again, it's hard to classify him as a villain because, like, what he does is so chaotic. Like, no villain would do that, right? I mean, in most well-written Joker storylines, nobody works with him because, like, nobody would do what he does, right? And, <laughs> and like, the few that do, like Ra's al Ghul, when he employs him to distract Batman, like, regret it so bad they they <laughs> they, they break their ten, their, like, thousand-year-old oath to not let anybody else use their magic hot tub. Right, but like, so the like, reason I think the reason why you don't like Joker as a villain is the fact that Joker has no definable motive, whereas most other villains you can see what they're doing. Yeah, but that's why I wouldn't call him a villain. And yeah, I mean he's an antagonist. An antagonist is a better term for him because, like, to be a vil- to be a villain means a certain thing and a certain amount of intent. You can't even necessarily assign that to Joker because you don't know if he had any intent beyond what he's doing at the moment or if he had intent the whole time he's just it's too complicated to classify him in that way i mean he's almost more of a psychological phenomenon than even a character i like that i like actually i was gonna say that i like i think i i kind of agree with that it's like you have you have like the heroes you have the villains and then in this like third random piece you have joker, joker. like because yeah. i mean like, the thing is is that's what makes him so fascinating too and it's horrifying. Like, well, no, it's I mean, why, but it's right, actually, right. So it's actually my. It's actually the real reason why I, I hate the Killing Joke, is that reducing the Joker down to what he does in that storyline makes him less scary because that's a very human right. thing to do. Right. Like that's why it's bad. Um, 
and like I actually think that that's why the Red Hood and Death in the Family succeed so much better because like like that like I I think that I can't think of very many villains in the universe that would willingly take uh, a, a, a Robin and beat them to death with a crowbar like yeah. most. I think even the harshest and and hardest of of hardened villains in the DC universe would be like, I'm not killing Batman's kid. <laughs> well, it's like, not even that. Like, it's just it's, like it's. But that's just... what I'm saying. Like that's so bizarre. It's not even villainous anymore. Right, but that's not necessarily something that is like not seen in our our world. It's no, that's... but uh, but villains don't work in our world. Like realistically, but, but that's why he's. That's another reason why he's scarier because he has more in common with people he's, that exist. Right, that we, we could run into on the street than comics. Right, he he almost it breaks the fourth wall and deflates the 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 fantasy escapism of comics. But that's the whole point of having a piece of art. Is it supposed to reflect? Re- I, I'm not saying he's a bad him. character. I'm just disputing that you can describe him as something as so simply as a villain. I, I think he's a brilliant character. I, I mean, I hate him and I loathe him, but I do think that describing his, him as a villain is a disservice to both him and to villains. Uh, it's the semantics of it. I mean, but it's an, I think it's an important distinction because I think that putting Joker into that box also makes him less scary. Because again, it kind of assigns him understandable I think, ideals I think, and motives. I think what I think Damo is saying is that the the thing that makes Joker as potently powerful as he is is the fact that he is not able to be defined. Like yeah, he's not exactly he's not he's not he's not bound. So like when you say when you say villains, right? Like you when you talk about villains, you talk about people who have have um a set set amount of goals. Like, you know, Lex Luthor is it's you know world domination you know brainiac is whatever brainiacs is and you know like all these characters they have they have like they have um a checklist if you would of like what they're doing why they're doing it whereas the thing that or makes at joke... least they're just decipherably insane right right right, right. but i mean but i mean there's I there's like... a definition there's a definition of what is going on but the thing with the joker is that he's not really insane but he's also completely not like he he's in this like weird netherverse between sanity and insanity and if you had to if you have to argue about whether something is whether somebody is so super sane that they actually understand they're in a comic book and don't care what happens because they know they're in a comic book or are legitimately just bat bat crap crazy insane like that character is is very difficult to define in any one way to me at least But yes, so move to move to big super. Uh, so Darkseid's another interesting character, and I want to actually bring up a quote that Ghost brought up. Um, give me a second. Uh, so so Darkseid, some background. His whole point is to find this unifying anti-life equation that will basically, like, kind of dip varies, but it either will bring the whole universe into being one final point. See what I did there, um, <laughs> or to um, basically make himself the only 
aspect of the universe. Um, but it, yeah, it's called the anti-life equation. And there's a great quote that he says to Superman, which is what will you do when your friends, your enemies, your lover are all dark side. When these are, when there is one body, one mind, one will, one life that is dark side, will you be the enemy of all existence then? Um, and I think he's a fascinating villain. Um, because like he's, Again, it's complicated to call him a villain. I mean, he definitely is, though. Uh, Darkseid is Oryx if a good writer had control of it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, Darkseid is Oryx if Oryx wasn't dumb. Is actually better. Um, but yeah, so he's an interesting character to me because he, he, he fundamentally believes that he is the, the, the apex of the universe and should uh, should therefore be the only aspect of it. Um, and well, I think and, that's kind of an interesting motivation. And then, you know, jumping from that to someone who's not necessarily as cosmic level, uh, Lex Luthor is another really big. I mean, Lex Luthor is kind of complicated in the, in the ways that I prefer him written. He is less a villain and more just very, very fundamentally obsessed with humanity's potential um and very much distrusts and dislikes superman because he tries in in lex's mind to control humanity's destiny and also um doesn't share his toys so to speak <laughs> that is a really um, good explanation of lex actually and he just so wants, he, just he, wants he really fundamentally toys. wants to control superman um and that leads him to a lot of villainous things though i will say that he is also a very complicated villain because like uh in that storyline i was talking about earlier with the justice lords like lex luther saves the day there um because he i mean he doesn't have any more interest in seeing this his earth conquered than anybody else does right that's his actual beef with superman yeah uh is that he fundamentally believes that you can't trust any one man with that power um so he has to either control or kill superman um and in one of the best superman stories of all time um all-star superman by grant morrison uh he actually like ends up succeeding at eliminating superman spoilers um but regrets it like profoundly like at the end he begins to understand what superman really meant and Mm. and and actually began to understand the true stuff of superman um and and what he was made of basically and understands kind of like i did because previously i hated superman and it clicked um which I thought was a very good story. And then what else? Who else do we have? Uh, Brainiac's kind of an interesting one. He Brainiac, believes that right. that uh, civilizations are doomed to mediocrity and awfulness. So he tracks around the universe, trapping them all. <laughs> uh, either either kind of literally by like stealing a city and sort of putting them in a bottle, or just basically t- taking a snapshot, downloading all of their data, recording everything that's going on. And then literally eliminating them. Um, and that's where actually to tie into video games, that's where, uh, what is it? Um, DC on uh, blah, 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 blah. DC online, online. Yeah. Starts I think with is um, Brainiacs. Brainiac is attacking earth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, he's kind of an interesting villain too. In that like his motivations aren't traditional evil. <laughs> he's just, really sure that the universe has peaked and wants it all to stop. 
before we ruin everything. So what I keep hearing you say is that all the complex and there's the good and bad guy. DC actually, if you th- if you look at it, it's kind of weird because it's the opposite of Marvel. Marvel has very complicated heroes with a lot of weird motivations and a lot of ups and downs, uh, and their villains tend to be less that. Uh, they tend to be um, very driven and very uncomplicated. I, there are definitely exceptions, and I wouldn't even say that that's the majority, but like the the big ones, you know, Apocalypse and. Mm-hmm. Um, Ultron and Galactus aren't particularly complicated in the motives department. Um, they they can be and have been, but they're not. Uh, whereas DC's the opposite. Its heroes tend to be very um, one dimensional is a disservice, but they tend to be very uh, straightforward. straightforward, very easy to understand. Yeah, Batman uh, even is not that complicated of a character to understand. I mean, it can lead to a lot of complexity and a lot of interesting examination, but... Um, the trigger the trigger for most of the tends to be like what makes them a superhero. Yeah, and then they're not very complicated as a superhero. They tend to have uh, very, very direct motivations. Um, but the villains do tend to be much more complicated or at the very least a twist on um, what you might think, right? Because like mm-hmm. Darkseid has very much has the controlled universe thing, but he's he he's approaching it from a very different angle. Um, and Lex is kind of the traditional like rich, powerful, um, arrogant, uh, thinks he knows best villain, but for very different reasons and with very different results. Right. I'm trying to think if there's any other like major oh. Well- I know Wonder Woman ha- encounters them quite often with her storyline, just based on history. But talk about the old gods versus new gods and that little hook, because I know that was a thing that they talked about in chat a little bit. Well, they were mentioning different new gods. Like, mm-hmm. There's kind of two weird god things. Um, Because uh, there's the, the the Greek gods and some other pantheons that exist, and then there's the whole new gods versus uh, the gods of apocalypse, which is a whole different, very complicated thing that could have its own podcast because Kirby doesn't do anything lightly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but that is Jack Kirby's baby uh, when he moved to DC. Oh, Kirby! Uh, but yeah, the gods are generally all villains to some extent, though some are less villains um because european gods were jerks <laughs> just, just lay that out there that's that's pretty accurate actually <laughs> is it just european gods though because i mean the european it's... gods were special flavors of jerks uh, <laughs> at least at least a lot of the other pantheons had a little bit of variability and they usually had i mean a mediterranean can probably be lumped in with european because the the Egyptians were pretty jerks too, um, mm. but like Chinese and Japanese, which I'm fairly familiar with, ran the gamut a bit more. Um, yeah, still a... fairly inscrutable, but there were definitely people who were like pro-human <laughs> instead of people who were like pro-swan, so that they could sleep with a human mm-hmm. <laughs> or a bull who was also a swaman, <laughs> but then wasn't. There's yeah. Or slept with his 
dad's horse to have I, a horse you know, with eight hooves? Honestly, I think that should be a Which topic. I guess is what happens. I guess. <laughs> I think we should have a whole extra lore topic being mythology. You probably want to either keep me far away from that one or keep me directly at it, depending on how much you want to laugh. <laughs> Because I tend totally, to have totally a very, what happens. very frank and direct <laughs> approach to mythology, which is that it's fascinating. Um, but very although my, my my favorite mm-hmm. one being described as a mythology often gets me in trouble, so I won't. Uh, <laughs> but horses with eight hooves. Yes, horses with eight hooves. So many. Uh, my favorite mythology is Catholic, which I do separate from the religion because there is a lot of aspects of it that are very mythological and aren't even necessarily tied to the religion anymore. Um, to put my disclaimer out there before I get in trouble. <laughs> um, chat, I, wants, I, chat, chat, by... chat wants to know if we got invaded by horse people. Uh, we did not get invaded by horse people. Are you sure? Centaurs are actually small planets. <laughs> Centaurs are actually Oh man. Um, let's see. So trying to think. Are there what I don't man, I did I'm I'm pretty bad with DC villains. I think we've honest. covered most of it. I mean there's a lot of low tier and high tier and kind of crazy people, but uh-huh. like there are they're also Often there's... not as defined by their heroes. Go ahead, sorry, Green. I mean, there's just so many Batman villains. Those are. I was. About to, that's the thing is, no. like, I like, I'm overwhelmed thinking. Like, I mean, the one of the primary ones is Raj, but I mean, even. I mean, again, kind of complicated. But, is he really? But, a yeah, is he really a villain? Is, is exactly right. what I was gonna say. Is like, well, I mean, you could. I mean, there there are people you can point at that are definitely villains in the Batman universe. Like, and... like you know, Scarecrow, Two Face, Penguin, not complicated. Like those those are bad people doing bad things. Um, sure, their 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 mental instability might drive them to it, and to some extent, maybe, but. Uh, I mean, they're they're bad people who do bad things. But then there's like characters like the Riddler, which literally all he wants to do is. Make- the Riddler is one of the characters that's got too many origins for you to 100 percent just oh, point God. out. Yeah. Right. Um, um, the Arnold character. Why can't I think of his name? Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. But he's and he's also an the Arnold character. Don't, <laughs> don't do that. That was my first exposure to it. Don't see that to a wonderful and many layered character like him. I was about to say, he's he's another one that like, if it, I mean, if you look at his origin, it's, it's again, you know, going back to what Damo was saying about Is he really a villain? Right. But I mean, that's my point is like the villains in DC are like, you start like, when you first get introduced to him, you're like, oh yeah, that's a bad person. You know, that's a villain. And then you're like, DC does a really good job of like peeling back the layers and saying, no, this is why they're doing this. Like with Mr. Freeze, it's, you know, his whole, the whole thing with his wife. You guys are naming tons of villains in chat. It's like, are you trying to name, are you trying to name villains that are just villains? Because (laughs) I, Cheetah's, I guess, sort of a jerk all the time for no reason. But no, Cheetah has a background. Cheetah was in, in the new, the Rebirth series, she actually was the one who introduced uh, Diana, Wonder Woman, into actually teaching her English. Okay, well then never mind. No, you're wrong. <laughs> Those are all complicated characters. I mean, the rogues gallery, you can't even say the rogues gallery, because the rogues gallery stands out from villains because they actually have a code Sinister's of conduct. just got daddy issues. Uh, yeah, I mean, off and on. 
Except right. well, I mean, they, they, when they, except when they like turned on those codes of values and Captain <laughs> Cold put them all down, like like freaking man hour right there. Parallax. He's like flashes, flashes out of town. All right, I'll just take down the whole rogues gallery myself because I can. Because he's busy in the Speed Force. Oh man, but. <clears throat> Yeah, I'll grant you Parallax is probably just unfiltered evil, but he is also Hal Jordan, so like that explains a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't Necron have some like super complicated reason for how he got screwed over? And no, Deathstroke's like Deathstroke's, Deathstroke's not even not. a villain. Deathstroke's Deathstroke just, just want to get paid. Yeah. Man, he's, he's, compl- get paid. he's a complete he's a mercenary. mercenary. <laughs> I love Deathstroke. He's... He's, like he's closer even... to being a villain in the Arrowverse, and he's kind of complicated there too. Well, and that's just I mean, because they Deathstroke messed up has his no story. morals, but I still don't know if you'd call him a villain. Like he just, he just really wants to get paid. Did At some we... points, that is definitely by killing everybody around him. But did we ever get an explanation about Necron? Uh, I was not a huge fan of that storyline, so if somebody else wants to, they can. I, but I, you know, I liked that storyline, but I don't. Really his background like i don't know what happened before because i jumped right into the actual major i just remember it was like complicated he didn't he wasn't always evil something happened to him to turn him so crazed and death obsessed yeah oh what about hawk man and hawk girl talk about i mean they're not villains but they're talk about i mean which version uh yeah which of like 16 different versions yes most of most of which are variants on the first two which are aliens or egyptians but sometimes both but sometimes neither. i love the ones that are both but also both because it always comes back to both (laughs) i like the egyptian one even though it's but even the egyptian one has aliens in it and sometimes well that's when it's both but also neither, but also both back again. Like, you gotta understand DNA sequencing to understand the, the frickin' Hawks' backstories. Like, which, which, which strain of Hawkism are we working with here? Oh, man. Uh, man. Yeah, Necron is, that's a Green Lantern Right. Yeah, he's the Black Lantern core. Black yeah. Lantern, that's right. Basically. Okay. He's the one who made everybody a zombie. Okay, Almost. that's right. Yeah. Almost. Well, he like Batman's the first one that he raises after the death of Batman. Right? Yeah. Or was it was it was other Batman or it was one of the major and he I'm raises per- him up, gives him a black ring cuz you have to be dead to get where the Black Lantern ring. And then he controls all of them, essentially. That's, so, oh, that's Blackest Night. The mm-hmm. Blackest Night story, okay. And then the um, weird yeah, one, no. Brightest Day, with all the different colored lanterns. Although, I really like the Lantern Corps idea, with all the emotions and the psychological mm-hmm. aspects. But that yeah, was, that's, that's how we know. The that's the great lanterns that people keep talking about, but don't actually exist. Um <laughs> They're a really cool story. It's just really weird that people keep mentioning those people that don't exist. Or they call Guy Gardner a Green Lantern. What's up with that? That dude's, that dude's, that dude's wearing red, guys. Wearing red. Fits much better. It fits much better. 
that's where we got the joke about the he night stalkers just because he had red hair does not mean no he is literally a red lantern i know he is now and always shut up ben <laughs> and always shut up ben. <laughs> one of my best one of the other great moments in justice league in that episode is where they're talking about recruiting people to the justice league and they're like you know earth has a third Green Lantern, what about Guy? And both John and Hal are like, no! Slams down their hands on the table. <laughs> Just like 100% throw in the shade, don't even care. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, I should be winding down. Oh, yeah, it's because I'm trying to think what... I think that, I mean, that's pretty much a good touch point, at least, for, like, the major figures and the major aspects. And it gets um, us some of the thematic elements of DC, which I think mm-hmm. are the important parts. Yeah, I think I think that was, like, going into it, that was what I was definitely interested in, is, you know, kind of what we talked about with, like, the differences between heroes and villains in DC as compared to Marvel, and, like, the mere, the mere presentation of that. Green, did you have... I would say one last question just to kind of give people a touchstone to jump off of if they've never read the comics. What comic would you suggest or what storyline would you suggest somebody read? Wow, okay, that's tough. Um, I'm going to give a couple because I don't know of any super great definitive Justice League runs. If somebody wants to put that in chat, um, I'll toss it out when I get to the end of mine. What's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way is probably one of the best Superman stories. Um, All-Star Superman is fantastic. If you're looking for a twist, uh, Red Superman Red Sun, S-O-N, is very good, too. Uh, I will mention the death of Superman because everybody else in the world likes it. <laughs> um I would actually say Pens has a very good point. If you really want to get familiar with the DC universe in a way that's pretty comprehensive um, and you have a little bit of time, um, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited, which is a continuation of Justice League, are on Netflix. Um, That is one of the best ways to see the the DC universe. Um, The Superman and Batman animated shows are on Amazon. I don't know why it's separated. Those are also very good, um, but I think that they're a little more narrowly focused on those characters and in some cases actually misrepresent them a little bit um, to make them better for TV. Um, But they're good. Uh, If you want something that kind of captures the theme in a weird way, but is almost satirical, but not really, is uh, the original Teen Titans show by... uh, um, Cartoon Network is very fantastic. It's much lighter, and it kind of eschews a lot of the the elements of comics to tell a much uh, lighter and kid-friendly story, but does so in a way that retains almost all of the thematic um, elements that make Teen Titans Teen Titans. Um, and then it, Young Justice is actually a, an incredible look into the DC universe. Um. I'll mention Nightfall. Nightfall is pretty good. I'm not mentioning. I'm not mentioning. He who shall not be named's worked. I'm sorry, Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> we nearly got, got it. Ad- we, we nearly got, got, a, got it. You got, a, you got a freaking advocate for him in the channel in the chat. <laughs> you can bring him up. 
you can bring him up if you want, because you know what's going to happen if you do, and we're not going to finish anytime soon, and <laughs> you're not, not going to be able to publish any of it <laughs> at all. At all. <laughs> if we can be started on that particular man and his, air quotes, contributions to the DC universe. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't, like, for me, like I said, I, I kind of read the, kind of like the... I mean, I I got really started with Vertigo comics. So, I mean, I'm kind of like DC. That I mean, Vertigo is now as part of the DC canon, but it's not. It definitely is not like the best way to get introduced to DC because honestly, it it really didn't have a lot. I don't know how. I don't have they been or are they part of the the new what is it the new fifty two? They've been part for a long time. Well, I mean, but I mean, are they getting are they getting re reborn as part of the the whole thing? I mean, the thing just kind of changed elements of the DC universe. It wasn't quite like the old events. Um, They're also not doing as many, there's not as many crossovers as there. Yeah. Uh, Hurt Chain, I never watched that. It got canceled at the same time as Young Justice, and I was so angry at Cartoon Network, I never never went back and watched the Green Lantern show. Wasn't that Um, one voiced by Nathan Fillion? He's, I don't think that one was, but he has done a lot of Green Lantern work. It's his favorite Catman character. That um, totally makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, Lou, what do you think? I, 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 well, and and Damo, close your ears, um, because no, I mean, no, if you mention it, the fight happens. <laughs> this is why I'm just so, not answering any. Right, right, no, 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 no. Like so. I, I will I will give you that like Grant Morrison does a really good job in with like Superman and I still need to read um All Star. But mm-hmm. um one of the one of the big things if you if you're a big fan of like really gritty comics, a author that you probably are, and and you have to be careful, and Damo and I will agree on this one, because the he does he has ones that are very well or are very okay, and then there are ones that are just terrible, and that's Frank mm-hmm. Miller. Frank Miller has has always kind of pushed the edge as far as like the darker sides of these comics. Uh, you probably recognize him from like Watchmen and from the Three Hundred, um, and so he's kind of got one of With those. With regards to the Watchmen, do you perhaps mean the actual author Alan Moore? <laughs> oh yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah. God, man. I, I was a little confused man, there. Since that man can write his way out of a paper bag. Yeah, yeah, but um, I, I would agree with that. It would be his redeeming element pens if he didn't drop the ball on Catwoman pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then that and that was the other thing is like Miller. Miller has like you have to read Miller with like an understanding of of Miller. <laughs> he's. I will he's, grant him that he definitely helped DC during a difficult time. Right. And I appreciate that. The yeah. end. <laughs> the Miller end. Miller writes some of the darkest Joker stuff, I think. Well, yeah, yeah. he also writes some of the darkest Batman stuff. Oh, he doesn't write Batman. That's not Batman. Well, yeah, I can <laughs> He he has a different. At the very least, that's an alternate universe, Batman, right? Right. Oh God, especially especially the, especially the recent ones, but like or the more recent writing ones, like it's just yeah. Don't don't read read early Miller, um, because he it, it's it's got the darker aspects of where they were, 
And then Morrison does a really good job in kind of like humanizing and kind of giving a more rounded picture, I think, of them. Um, sometimes I think Morrison gets a little too idealistic with Batman's character, but at the same time, that's like having Miller write something for Superman. It would, it's it's just they're two different worlds trying to cross, and it's not going to work. Well, the difference there is a little bit that Miller hates Superman. Right, right, and I mean, but I mean, that's kind of, I mean. I, I think sometimes I get the feeling with Morrison about that with Batman every now and then. But, I mean, Miller is definitely a lot more transparent I mean, Morrison, about his I think, hatred towards Superman. I think Morrison just likes a very different Batman. Um, it's a little bit different. but um, I think I, I would definitely agree with Penns and Chat that Miller's year one, Batman yes, year one, yes. was well I done. think it was okay. It, I think it's it a was decent representation of Batman. I actually think the character he nails is Gordon. Right. Uh, and and his supporting characters, that's that's where he kind of drops the ball, which Damo yeah. kind of mentioned, like with Catwoman. He, he 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 focuses a lot on Batman and like the direct supporting characters like Gordon. Gordon was amazing. But like the 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 world, I don't know, he kind of it, it kind of gets gray. Is a misogynist? <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, I mean, like he, he's yeah, Pence Pence is in there like. Morrison is more the detective Batman, and Miller yeah, is agreed. Miller is the brutal. Like M- Miller is yeah. the one that Batman goes off and. I read an interesting thing that said that like Miller is uh, is the 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 villains of Gotham City's um, on Joker or Scarecrow uh, toxin. Oh gosh, that is actually a really good point. I I had to agree with that. Yeah. So that I mean, is, again, again, it and, that and, is. That is that is the only way that he works in my head is that version of Batman is what I could what say, they I can see that, but I, I guess it also points to the fact that like comics, you know, comics. The other thing that you have to remember with comics is that every single issue that you pick up could be potentially pinned by someone different, and they have their own yeah. their own approach, they have their own interpretation. I mean, and you see, and Miller is just someone that you, we we kind of pick on because it's really easy to see. I mean, if you hold a Miller comic up to like a Miller story about Batman up to a Miller story about Superman, it's going to be very different. Even, even the same person. Now, if you hold a Miller story about Superman up against a Morrison comic about Superman, you're going to see, like you see the biases of those authors very, very clearly. And the reason why those two always get held up to each other is first off, I don't, if I remember right, they really don't like each other. And then I'm almost certain they don't, but I mean, like, but their their writing styles are are nearly polar opposites, and and it's just those are those are two that are constantly held in, in because boats because Miller is predominantly more Batman, Morrison was predominantly more Superman, so that's kind of the natural clash there that's always been in the DC universe is Batman versus Superman, um, and and so like but but that's it it really shows the bias of the author and and with comics the reason why that's a big deal is because you have to remember that comics are really short like the issues you know you you will have like technically a story arc and generally your story arcs will be the same author but there there are some comics that you know the same story arc i mean i'm thinking i I, i'm more familiar with marvel as far as this part but like i mean civil war was one story arc it was not my favorite one but there was a lot of different authors in it and you could see the change in the writing style throughout that arc and yeah, so sure. like and i mean like yeah in, in like the ending and what, what but anyways we'll get into that next month but like 
that's just something for me that you know it it also depends just and I say all this because if you pick up one of the one of the comics or one of the series that Damo mentioned and you're you're not a fan of it you know that doesn't mean stop by any means because you you can keep reading that same character and if you have a different author come in they could present that same character completely different and it could be someone that you know is more in line with what you're saying and that's that's both the beauty and the curse of comic books right you know yeah. and and so I, and, and that's why like i'm i'm saying like i i kind of got into comics through the vertigo comics and through like more like the at the time the 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 independent comics um the grittier comics that didn't really follow that um and and so like when i'm talking about comics i'm i'm kind of talking about that aspect um, I never really got into like the the core DC, other than kind of dabbling in Batman, um, and mostly just because mostly because that was what Miller. I, I was reading some of Miller's stuff. Um, I've always kind of been more of the like Sandman, um, uh, Hellblazer, and all those. So that's that's kind of. I, I really appreciate those story arcs and I think they're amazing. But as far as introduction I think in a lot DC, of other, uh, well, I think in a lot of other cases, I enjoy them too. Like there are definitely dark and gritty storylines that I've particularly enjoyed, but uh, I, there are other things that keep me from liking those. Cause I mean, I like Hellblazer a lot too. I'm a big Sandman fan. Um, but it's a, it's a, it's most a, of the early Claremont stuff in um, X-Men. I adore. Right. Um, right. But like I, I just yeah, there are other elements to him that. Right, right. So I mean, and, and and so yeah, that's that's my green. I know, I know, green. You did a lot of reading of uh, I think it was Golden Age, didn't you? I have a most of the Wonder Woman Golden Age run. Yeah. Okay. Nice. But as far as like what my favorite would be is, I would actually my. First introduction to an event was Blackest Night, Brightest Day, which is a terrible introduction. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah. Um, because no. you don't understand the reason why the event is happening while it's happening, because there's no context whatsoever in the event, unless you're reading all the different titles, which yep. I was poor in college when that event happened, and that wasn't going to happen. Even if you weren't poor, you had to be pretty... Yeah pretty high up there in the finances yeah. to be able to afford all the books in that storyline. But as far as an introduction to the different characters, don't do the movies. That's my suggestion. Uh, yeah. Man of Steel is, is a pretty decent Superman story. <laughs> the other ones have potential. Well, I mean, Wonder Woman's great. Right. But like to get a feel for comics, the movies, yeah, are they're definitely different. No, absolutely. They're definitely different. Like if you want to know the characters for sure, that's fine. But yeah, mm -hmm. if you if you're trying to experience the comics, they're very different beasts. Right. Definitely don't watch Green Lantern. It wasn't break, that bad. Break that disc in half. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> it was it's not terrible. like it was Spider Man three. It was okay. I give the you musical, that, it was the musical. The musical. The movie without Spider Man. It was still terrible. I mean, it was still it wasn't as bad as X Men three. 
Arguably, arguably it wasn't even as bad as X-Men 1, which had some good stuff and gets gets away with a lot because it was early. But, I mean, come on. What happens when you hit a toad with lightning? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. Really? Like, <laughs> it's with just... a straight line, Halle Berry, with a straight face. You know, as far as How movies... How did you manage that? <laughs> movies go, DC has not really hit it out of the park. Uh, I think Man for... of Steel is pretty strong, um, but they're also very early. But mm-hmm. man is like if as far as like the early ones, th- I'm thinking. Oh gosh, what was his name? Like my very first introduction to Superman was the Superman mo- movies from like the 80s. Those were very, very a very good representation of of of. I mean, one Superman. There's there's kind of a different few different ones, but they were very right. good. And then my next introduction to comic book characters was the Batman, terrible, terrible George Clooney version. Which is one of the most awful films ever to be made. It was it was really weird. That's all I have to say. But um, if you want a good introduction, I would say go into your local comic book shop and ask somebody behind the desk. Because they're going to direct you in a way that I can't. Or even better, if you like podcasts like our Focus Fire Chat podcast. If you're listening to Focus Fire po- Chat podcast, I imagine you like podcasts. So why don't you head on over to the oh gosh now I, I after that big roll up I can't remember the name. <laughs> of the um, gosh, Geek History Lesson. Yeah. They do a podcast every week about a different character or comic book universe, and they give you this is the one I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. They give you a pretty good rundown of the background and where they're from, from the Golden Age, and things that you need to know about the character which is honestly where the majority of my comic book knowledge comes from. So that's my suggestion. If you like podcasts, go there. Good. Dama, you have any last shout outs? Um, just the focus fire crew there. They were, they did a, a fantastic job and you're going to have a, a treat that'll take you a few hours to devour when you look at the mind map for this one. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just I mean, if, also pens. Yeah. I mean, if you hated somebody, you could, you could show them Christian Bale's Batman movies. All the fights, all the fights tonight. <laughs> no, I mean, they were pretty good. Um, the second one is, is too horrifying of a movie for me to ever rewatch, but <laughs> I, and I mean that in a complimentary way. That is definitely the most terrifying depiction of Joker I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I actually liked Catwoman in 3, too. I, I think that there were a lot of people that tried really hard to make that third movie work, and it none of them could manage it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first one was okay, but I think it's not as good as people most people think it is, in my opinion. Considering what, it pre- what its predecessor was, it did not have a high. No, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not grading on a curve anymore. Like I'm, I'm trying to evaluate movies as they, as they stand. Um, so, yeah. Well, our next, our next topic, as we said at the beginning of the episode is going to be on the Marvel universe. So we'll be doing probably another conversation similar to this one next month on that. And I think that's really it. We appreciate everyone sticking through it in the live chat and all you guys is you guys are killing me with all the the comments that we're getting over there that's really good i'm glad to see it um but yeah let's run through outro we can stick around for a little bit of an after show
With that, we'll begin to wrap the chat up. Thank you again to those over on Twitch for coming to spend your evening with us. If you'd like to join us for the live streaming of the episodes, please be sure to give us a follow over on twitch.tv slash focusfirechat. Links to all our other sites can also be found with our episode archives over on www.focusfirechat.com. Thank you again, Damo, for jumping into the chat. We really appreciate having you, and I'll be sure to get links to you up in our show notes for anyone who wants to continue chatting with you. Please be sure to also email us at focusfirechat at gmail.com with any feedback or questions for our team concerning the podcast, and let us know how we're doing by giving us some feedback on iTunes. Reminder that we do try to stream a recap of the month-long Extra Lore Conversations in the first week of each month. However, if we have any variations, we will always make sure to let everyone know through our Twitter account at FocusFireChat. Also, be sure to check out our partner podcast within the Guardian Radio Network over on TheGuardiansOfDestiny.com. So, until next time, focus your fire and may your light shine bright. <laughs>